guys, welcome back to the Encounter uh, podcast. Today we have Matthew, we have Christian, we have me, and then we have Danny. He's returned back. <laughs> um, yes, uh, today we're continuing on with our series of the seven deadly sins, but we're going to focus on the lust. Dun, dun, dun. You know, something that's a very, uh, a topic that's very sensitive, a topic that's not really um anyone is comfortable talking about at all but i just want to say loud and clear uh, here and now in the beginning of the podcast that lust yes we think about lust being um sexual on the sexual side but let me tell you guys that lust is not always just sexual um lust can be giving to your own desires and it's mainly that that's what we want to focus on today we are lusting and Honestly, we think less like, oh, wow, like that person lusted. But think, think about think about yourself in this aspect that we all lust every single day. We all lust, not even knowing that we lust. And we're like, wow, lust is such a, um, a powerful sin that I would never do. But little do we know that we do that, too. Lust is a poison that threatens threatens did i pronounce that right threatens our connection with the lord and i would just want to read to you the verse the verses james 1 14 through 15 and it says you are tempted by evil things you want your own desire leads you away and traps you your desire grows inside it grows inside you until it results in sin and then the sin grows bigger and bigger and finally ends in death and isn't it crazy that it says here that we are tempted by the evil things we want to do. So we end up saying like, oh, actually, I prefer doing something else and um, doing what's righteous in the Lord. Like whatever, whatever it may be. And it doesn't say it has to be big. It says your own desire. I'm um, sorry. No, your sin grows bigger and bigger, meaning that your sin doesn't have to start off big. Your sin starts off small and then it's inside you and then it grows and grows and grows and grows. And then next thing you know that you're sinning and you're not even knowing that you're sinning and then death, you're dead. And then it, yes, I don't <laughs> want to know if anyone wants to add on to this. But yeah, so a, a, an example that I want to do that led on to death is actually Judas. And I know a lot of people know that this guy, Judas, um, he he was greedy with like money. Um, he he was the one he was an apostle that handled the money. He was a finance guy. You know, whenever they needed um, anything to do with the money aspect, it was Judas. But little did we know that Judas lusted because his desire, his own desire was to be rich. How many of us in this world desires to be rich? And how many of us are tempted with the thoughts like, oh, how is my future going to be? I need to earn like six figures. Fun fact, I barely learned what what six figures is and what that that, that says. 000. It's 100,000 and up. Yeah. But I was like, where did the six come from? But yeah, it, I was like, bro. But I was like, oh, your future and you need to earn six figures to survive. And it's true. But you know what? In God, anything can happen. Don't worry about your own. Like, don't worry don't worry at all actually i'm not i'm not i'm just saying do not worry because god has perfect love for you and when he goes into your perfect love all that worry all that fear goes out and god has everything under control don't worry about um your life at all yeah yeah. i was gonna tell you guys that also if you guys see the story of judas it says that every time that somebody else tried to give something else to jesus christ as he was uh as he was um 
as you said, he was, you know, he was a financial guy of, of the disciples. And every time that somebody else would try to give uh, something to Jesus, he always figured out a way that how they could do it better. He always said, like, for example, when that woman um, gave that perfume to the Lord and, you know, it, it was it was worth a lot of money. He said, oh, we could have used that to give to the poor. And then Jesus turns to him and says, the poor will always be around, but I won't be around forever. And it was just it was just amazing because. I was before starting this podcast. I was thinking about lust, about just sexuality, and you know your strong craving for sex. Mm -hmm. But now that you opened up this 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 idea, this lust is actually you can actually God hates when when we we lust for something that is not ours. So for example, like I I love that you said about Judas because Judas was like that, right? Judas saw the money that was coming in, and I'm guessing I'm I'm guessing was it wasn't too much because Jesus would still sleep on the floor, and the disciples would sleep like in a little tent. You know, he would sleep on the floor and it wasn't very comfortable. But I'm just saying that the money that did come, he would he would almost want it to be in his pocket because um, we can see of at the end of the story of Judas, how much did he sell uh, Jesus for 50 pieces of silver. So what he wanted was money in his pocket. That's just just like you said, right? And us, you know, we have a, you know, a lot of people don't like this, but I, I want to tell you guys, everybody, this that we all have a Judas inside. We all have this little Judas that's inside, and it depends how big or small. It's up to you, right? If you feed that Judas, it's gonna get bigger, and if you let it starve, it's gonna get smaller. So uh, we are meant to. Um, Sorry, we're not meant to, but we are wired to want to sell Jesus for money. And, and you know, everybody speaking and everybody hearing, that's what Paul also would say, you know. He would say all these false teachers, what they want to do is take your money and, and give you, you know, nice words in, in, to say that they're preaching. But in reality, what they really wanted was money. So this Judas, I think, uh, let's call it the, the lust of Judas, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we, we, we have to remove it and weed it out of ourselves because if not, we start liking more, you know, into our six-figure account than into what we have up in heaven, which is, you know, the rewards up there are forever. And everything here is just passing. And, and we have to understand that this lust, this lust, we have to we have to change it, and also in, in this same lust, I would I would like to say uh, Matthew uh, well, I have it here yeah Matthew five twenty seven and then this, this is Jesus speaking and honestly I love this verse and it says you have heard and it was it says this is Jesus speaking it says you have heard it and it was said you shall not commit adultery adultery is another type of lust right and it says but I say to that everyone and listen so so back in back in Exodus and Deuteronomy. He's, he brings Jesus brings back the, the scripture from behind from the from the older days and says and tells them you shall not commit adultery. But he grabs it and changes it and says, but doesn't change it, but makes it better. And it says, But I say to everyone, so much as whoever looks at a woman with lust for her for her has already committed adultery with her heart. So imagine imagine how lust is, right? So now let's bring lust into like a like a full circle, right? So imagine only thinking about you wanting something that is not yours and you've already committed it and and, and that's that's what is crazy about about um about about this right about lust about like what you're saying lusting and and wanting something so so much that he says that even just by looking at a woman that is not yours and and you know some people might say danny you know uh, i look at women that are single well it doesn't matter because as if they have a father they have a mother and most of all if they don't have a mother or a father they have christ which is their his father so it, they don't belong to you you haven't married them therefore if you if you see them with lust if you see them with like oh i want this woman you've already you've already sinned in your heart because it says right here for her and yourself have committed adultery with her 
with her inner heart. And what I love about it is the next part, because this is the next part, right? Like, like we're not going to give you guys bad news. And he says, if your right eye makes you stumble and it leads you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. Because it would be better for you to lose one part of your body than lose your whole, ba whole body into hell. And it says, and if your right hand makes you stumble and leads you to, uh, to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it's better for you to lose one part of a body than your whole body to hell. So, uh, look, I, I want to finish. I don't know if you guys have all something to say. Uh, I'm sure you do and you guys have to say. But I was going to tell you guys that it's so crazy how how God doesn't have an antidote for lust. But he says, if you already committed it, cut it off. There's no, there's no, uh, how do I say this? There's no, uh, um, here, take this little pill so you can come back from it. And it's almost like, uh, you know what I think lust is? Is that gangrene. Uh, once once it's eaten up some of your arm, like there's no way you can bring it back. Mm -hmm. So we have to make sure that the little parts that we do have filled up with lust, we make sure we cut them off right away. Because like he says, right, it's better for you to cut off a finger than lose your own hand. It's better off to cut off your hand than lose your whole body to uh, to, to this to this problem, right? And um, I just wanted to like um, was it like um jump like jump on that point and read this this passage is kind of a little long but i'm gonna try to read it very quickly it's second peter uh it starts second peter 2 on 9 and it says then the lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to keep the unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment and especially those who indulge in the lust of defiling passion and despise authority bold and willful they do not tremble as they blaspheme the glorious ones um whereas angels through the greater and might and power uh, do not pronounce uh, a blasphemous judgment against them before the lord but these, like irrational animals, creatures of instinct, born to be caught and destroyed, blaspheming about matters of which they are ignorant, will also be destroyed in their destruction, suffering wrong as the wage for their for their wrongdoing. They count it pleasure to revel in the daytime. They are blots and blemishes, reveling in their deceptions while they feast with you. And this is the part that I want to talk about. It says, they have eyes full of adultery, insatiable for sin. They entice unsteady souls. They have hearts trained in greed, accursed children. Right? And when it says um, eyes full of adultery, like we see like the stuff also in, um, where is it? Um, in Proverbs 17, 4, an evildoer listens to wicked lips and a liar gives ear to a mischievous tongue, right? So where do these things, like where do like, what happens, like where do these things come from? Like having like these like adulterous eyes, like being lustful after like certain things, you know, it comes from the things that we like, um, which we talk about it a lot. Like we even have the series like Windows to the Soul, but it's the stuff that we feed into ourselves, right? So um, all this stuff is like a big contributor to what we like feel on the inside, right? And if you, it's like what the world wants for us, obviously, because if you listen, to, if you turn on the radio, anything, what is it gonna do, right? It's literally rap songs about like um, men wanting women, about women wanting men, like all this stuff, right? And it like the world almost kind of like wants to like to hardwire you or like to build you up to see like like in the in the sense of like lust to see people not even as like people to see them as like objects for our own pleasures and desires to see anything that we want as like something like oh i want that i'm gonna take it you know and this is where like the lust comes from and then it also like builds that up inside of you so like even in your daily life you don't even like you start to like see people in that way like as like a natural instinct you know, it doesn't even become a thing of like, oh, like you're thinking of somebody just like, oh, and then it becomes less like, no, like the first thing you think about is like, oh, like I want that thing, you know? Yeah. So I just wanted to add that into it as well. Um, and just to touch on what you're saying, Matthew, uh, there's a verse in Exodus 20, 17. Um, it says, you must not want to take your neighbor's house. You must not want his wife. You must not want his servants or his cattle or his donkeys. 
uh, you must not want to take anything that belongs to that other person. And that kind of uh, has to do with like what you were saying, how when we desire for something or lust for something, we're putting people in the same category as someone's donkey, as someone's you know, clothes, as someone's belongings. Uh, we're, we're taking away that, that aspect of them. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I, I was gonna say as well, like with the, with the, what you guys said, it's so beautiful that you guys, you guys understand that this, um, this is not only um, how do I say this? Like you said about the windows of the soul and wanting the things that are not yours, right? If you guys notice this, even people, even kids, kids that maybe never even heard any music or know anything, what is the first thing they say when they have it? Somebody else has a nice toy. I want it. I, I want it, right? I want they, it. they, 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 they lust for the toy. That that's not theirs. So in reality, in reality, it doesn't even come from what we listen to. It comes from the first sin of the world, which is Eve wanting to eat the fruit that we're not supposed to have. Mm -hmm. So it was the first thing that 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 God, the Father tells tells Adam, you know, do not eat from that fruit. And Adam said, yes, sir. You know, Eve came by and said, look, don't eat from there. And that's exactly what she lusted for. And if you guys even notice, like that's the that's like the whole like deal with this world, right? Like, oh, dude, think about it about the apple. You know, it doesn't matter. And that's what everything is like, right? And I, I want to just make make sure that we're clear on this that it's not only it's not only the of course the things that you listen to and, and you put in your head and you read and you and you talk about feeds that in. But it's something that we have naturally in ourselves. Like we are born sinners. Like I, I, I feel like I would have, we would have to just, you know, have a podcast about being born sinner. But, but I was gonna tell you guys that this sin, this this wanting in our life, does not only come when we're older, but it comes since we come out of the womb. And we always want something we can't have, and we always wonder where it comes from, and it's just our nature. And that's we're horrible people in uh, nature. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh -huh. <laughs> sorry, I want to add something really quick. Um, because like what he was saying, like it's already like a part of our nature, right? And um, like the part where I read like irrational animals, creatures of instinct, right? Like like you said, like it's something that already is within us, right? And even Paul that he says like I do what I don't want to do, like right? Like he says like the the law of sin, or like what he says something like the sin is already written into his members, like it's already a part of uh, thing that's within us. And um, I just wanted to add one more. I don't know if you were going to stay on the subject, but I wanted yeah, to. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, you can go on. Or, oh, or you can, can stay can, on the subject. Okay, I was yeah. going to change a little bit. But I was going to say because... Uh, sorry, go if you wanted to stay on it. <laughs> I just wanted to create a, yeah. like, a little example is that when we're desiring something so much, then we have it, and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, we hate it. Like, we don't even... Mm. You didn't even want it at the, at the moment. I think it's just... I think what we have within us is just claiming that it's yours, that, oh, I have, I have, I have. Mm. I have what's supposedly good for me, what's supposedly beneficial mm. for me but and then after you look at it and um after you just end up like not liking it at all you're just like oh bro i don't really need this i need something else and the desire yeah. to have and have and have but it's like the feeling like when you're like when you order something on amazon and then you're like waiting for it, you're like oh my gosh i can't wait for it, i can't wait for yeah, it yeah exactly and then you get it and you're just like oh okay it's just literally what <laughs> we humans yeah we, we humans want is just to get to get to get but we don't yeah. even mind anything like we just want and want and want but what what reminds me of lust and it falls a lot of into lust is Abnon and Tamar, where Abnon, um, he wanted Tamar like really really bad. He desired her really really bad, and the most disgusting part of it is that was his, his sister, and then yeah his half sister, and Abnon, um, what's it called? He desired her. He desired desired, and he was like, no, I want her. I want her. I want her. I want her. Okay, whatever. But she didn't want it. She was just like, 
Abnon, you're literally my half brother, bro. I don't, bro, get away, you know. But he ended up raping her. Um, I'm sorry for the people if it's a sensitive trigger topic. Warning. Yeah, <laughs> trigger warning, but too late of a warning. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so long story short, he he raped her, and then he um he did what he wanted to do with her, and then right right after the second after he hated her he despised her and then um what's it called and then i wanted to i wanted to let you guys know on this verse on romans 13 13 and it says we should live in a right way like people who belong to the day mm-hmm. we should not have while uh, this is goes on to what we should not do uh, it says we should not have wild parties or being drunk we should not involved in sexual sin or any kind of immoral behavior we should not cause arguments and trouble or be jealous okay mm-hmm. the crazy part here is that in this story it says that yeah we shouldn't have those desires at all because look what what it came down to mm-hmm. imagine how tamar felt like that's so crazy and girls and guys whatever it, sh- it shall be we shouldn't desire that at all like how you guys mm-hmm. were saying once you think about it ahead once you think about it in your head i mean you already done the action like simple as that but i want to go into more of this verse where it also says it's not just sexual but it's also jealousy it's also causing arguments it's also like the desires of going to parties i know a Mm. lot a lot of youthful people even christians that the the desire to go to parties and be drunk because what it looks good Mm. like it looks what it looks happy supposedly it looks fun but i want to say that to get rid of all this, mm-hmm. it's literally just cleaning yourself from the inside out. You have to look within. You have to look what you have within and clean it and clean it because that's where it starts. It's it's like, oh, it's like, um, you know, when you're cleaning your casa and your mom tells you, oh, you should clean. But like sometimes you just organize it to make it look clean. <laughs> but when she comes in and she was like, que limpiaste, no limpiaste nada. And it's just like, oh, you see yeah. the corners all dirty. That's how we are if we clean from the outside only saying, oh, yeah, we're holy, holy, holy. Mm-hmm. But on the inside, you're still dirty. You still have those same desires. And sometimes, like I said before, if you have it on the inside and you keep it on the inside, it's just going to grow bigger yeah. and bigger. And then it's going to come out again. And then you're like, bro, I'm trying to get rid of it. But you're trying to get rid of it in the wrong way. You have to clean it from the inside out. Mm-hmm. And in the verse, um, Romans 12, 2, and it says, so here's wh- what I want you. Oh, sorry. I'm using the ver- the version MSG, and it starts from one and then two. It combines them. And it says, so here's what I want you to do this is god um helping you it says take your every ordinary day life sleeping um going out to eat walking around life you know and place it before god as an offering but why because when you it, it keeps going it says embracing what god does for you is the best thing you can do for him but when you do it for him He's also cleaning you and then it goes and it goes into this it says god does for you god does for you what is best the best thing you can do for him don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into without even thinking remember i was saying that you're so um you're so routinely doing routine routinely doing sins over and over again that you fit into it and you're not even you're not even thinking at this point it's just like second nature yeah Yeah, exactly and then and it says um where does it go? It says, you'll be changed from the inside out. Mm. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. And this, the, the part is crazy that it, it mentions around you because yeah. we often think like, oh, why do we act like this? Why do I think like this? Mm. It's because who are you surrounding yeah. yourself with? And it may be not even you talking to that one person, but the talks around you, 
Mm-hmm. It's gonna, it's gonna um, contaminate yeah, that was you. Literally, like the part yeah, that I was gonna yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, keep going. Because the, the, like this whole chunk of like scripture was like 2 9 to 22, Second um, Peter, is, it literally says, um, what did it say? I'm sorry. It says <laughs> they entice unsteady souls, right? And it also says they entice by sexual, by sensual passions of the flesh, those who are barely escaping from those who live in error, right? So, like, the people who, like, you're with if they're like in this lust and they're just giving up to their passions right the thing they're going to do is try to entice you into it like um for example like um the world right now right um like second peter two nineteen. this part literally like opened my eyes right now because it says they promise they promise them freedom but they themselves are are slaves of corruption for whatever overcomes a person that that to that he is enslaved so the world right now they offer you freedom they're like oh like do what makes you happy because that's going to give you freedom give you freedom in your sexuality in your gender like you don't have to conform to a certain standard you know they're saying like you can just be whatever you want like this is the freedom that they say right but in reality like everything like they're being enslaved to their own passions right and their freedom is actually their, what they're enslaved to, you know, because we like as people are like creatures meant to worship, you know, and we get to decide what we're doing, that what we're worshiping. You know, mm-hmm. we have to worship God, who's the only one worthy of worship. But these people, they worship themselves. They worship their own passions and their own lusts and their own like wants and desires. Right. And that's when they become like these rational animals that they say, because when we give when we when we give ourselves up to these passions, it's kind of like goes against reason, you know, like and you can see that in the world where people are like, oh, yeah, I'm he, I'm a he, but I'm also they like I'm a guy, but I also am not either guy or girl. You know, it doesn't like that always confused me. And like it's and people even go so far to be like, oh, I'm an animal. I'm like an object. And I'm just like, what is going on? Because it goes against reason. And if you notice, like in like passions, like in lust, like. Like you said, after, like, the the moment of, like, passions and lust, you're just like, wait, like, why did I want that thing so badly, right? And, like, that's when the rationality comes back to you, you know? And, you are and you know, God is a God of wisdom and order, and he wants us to have that wisdom and reason within us all the time, you know? And we should always think, like, when we're feeling passions or lust, just try to think, like, that rationality, like, why do I want this so badly? Like, try to think the meaning behind it. So that way you can over like overcome and be like, okay, maybe this is not what I should be near. Like with the people, right? If you're feeling lust after a lot of like after something after like, you know, being in a group with people, you're like, oh, maybe this is the reason why one of the reasons why I'm trying, I'm starting to feel this way. You know, like people are talking this way around me and that's why I'm starting to talk this way, you know, and you know, the Bible says what we talk about is comes from the abundance of our heart. So yeah, that's what I want to add. Um, and just as you're saying how um, lust and how, uh, giving into your desires can kind of take you away from reason and kind of blind you in a way. Um, that reminded me of the story of Samson and Delilah um, because um, Samson, before he met Delilah, he had a lot of lust with a lot of people um, and that was kind of what he just gave into and over time that was what he became uh, like that was what he gave into constantly. Um, but when he met Delilah, there were there were signs that that she she might have other motives for for trying to um, seduce him and kind of give in uh, have him give in to that lust, um, but because that's what he was used to, he kind of was very blinded by that. So it got to the point that his continuation of just giving into that lust led him to telling her that his secret for his strength was his hair, and it ended up her cutting off his hair, which enabled him to be captured and and imprisoned and chained um so kind of how giving into 
um, your lust can really blind you from your rational thinking. You know, you know what's crazy with uh, I was just reading the story of, of Samson, and I find it so cr- so crazy that uh, that uh, um, you know Delilah didn't just tell him once. You know, what's your secret? And uh, I don't look me. I still listen to Streetlights Bible. I don't know if you guys do, yeah. but I listen to it so much. And honestly, I was I was on my way to uh, to pick up uh, to pick up uh, Noemi, and and either way, I, I was there, and then. I was listening to this girl, you know, telling because you know they, they switch out voices, right? It's so mm-hmm. cool. And I was listening to this girl tell him, tell him, oh, you know, what's what's the secret to your strength? And he tells him one thing, and then that exactly same thing happens, and then the Philistine comes three times before he tells her the truth. And I'm just like, he is so blinded by her beauty, right? She's so blinded that literally the minute he would tell him. I don't know where the Philistines would come, right? And, uh, you know, watch out, Samson. The Philistines are coming to get you. And then he would be tied exactly like he would. And, you know, sometimes, aren't we exactly like that? Like, like, like spiritually? Like, we, we see that, you know, the, the sin that we play with, it, it binds us one time, binds us another one, and binds us three times. And you know what's the craziest thing that I, I figured out uh, on, on, uh, on, the, on the judges when, when, when he, when he when, you know, when God gets mad? It's 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 not that it's not that God it's not that God uh, I sorry it's not that he cut off his hair because I, I I truly believe I truly believe that God uh wasn't on you know with him just because of his hair but he was with him because he was chosen because he was being he was kept you know away from everything else but it's it's crazy when he says that when they when they um how do I say this it says when they took off his hair it says that God abandoned him. Here it says, Judge 16, 20, it says, And the Philistines are you, Samson. This is uh, Delilah. It says, Then she said, The Philistines are on you, Samson. He woke up thinking, I'll go out like always and shake them free. Look, 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 look at his thinking. He thought he could do the same thing he was been able to do with his lust. And he didn't realize, not that he didn't have any hair, that God had abandoned him. So I, I just, look, with this lust and everything, I think I think that the... the the big, I think, uh, how do I say this? The big consequence is that if we continue playing with this, we might end up having God abandoning us. And, and it's not, and if you guys notice, he he, he he takes him to the Philistines and the Philistines gouge his eyes out. They put him in that mill and he ends up dying. He ends up dying, right? He kills more Philistines than he ever killed, but he still ends up dying. So, you know, with this, I think lust, I think lust is something that we shouldn't play with too much. Even though that, you know, as young people, I feel like, you know, um, it's really hard to say that because, you know, we want to experience everything, you know. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if we experience a little bit of it and we can just understand this and we can ask God, God, please give me the understanding to get away from this, you know, and not only with like like we all said, it's not only about sexuality, right? But just everything. And honestly, the, my biggest fear is that God leaves me and abandons me, and yeah. I don't I don't want that to happen yeah. ever in my yeah. life. Yeah, and I was gonna say like with the case of like Delilah as well, like when she was like constantly like, oh, what's your weakness, right? Sometimes in like in our life, we're gonna have that sort of thing, right? Where even maybe like let's say our phone, right, on Instagram, um, on Instagram, it's it's like it has like the what is it called the 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 algorithm right and it's like oh let's give them this post right let's see if he, if this person's gonna like it and we'll just scroll past it and it's gonna try to find like where our weakness is right and obviously like it's t- social media is not like this thing that's like purposefully trying to do it but like it does it right um and we're the ones who give into it like samson right and we're and sometimes we'll like stay on a post that we're not supposed to stay on for a while and then the algorithm's like oh he likes this like let's keep giving it to him right and that's when the enemy finds our weakness and just like goes after it right 
like the Bible says, like, it's like a lion, right? Just waiting for the right moment. And, um, like this, like the passage that I'm all, like have been reading this whole time <laughs> says, um, they enticed by sensual passions of flesh. Those who are barely escaping from those who live in error, even in our weaknesses, you know, like even like, let's say like, um, it says like those who are barely escaping, who, um, those who live in error, like in the times when we're, um, weak, like after, like, let's say we're in like a, a season of like, we're like very sad, you know, we're like just very like, um, depressed. We're like, there's nothing like we feel like that. Right. We feel hopeless then the enemy will be like, okay, let's try to throw this in as well, like the passions, right? And that's when it has like more of an opportunity because it's our weakness, you know? But then the Bible also shows us that in our weakness, that's when God shows us strength, right? Knowing that we don't, uh, in our weakness, we don't just fall, right? In our weakness, we have somebody who, if we don't reach that measure, can just fill up the rest of it for us, which is God's strength, right? And in those moments of weakness, that's when we have to like be like with our phone, for example, have the strength of God, that self-control, that fruit that we have through the holy spirit and be like okay maybe our phone, my phone not right now you know if i'm feeling this way throw my phone away and just throw yeah throw <laughs> throw my phone away you know and uh i don't know spend time with your family you know spend time with friends who will actually edify you you know do like read the bible do something else just to keep your mind off it if you know these things are your weakness you know don't let the enemy use it against you, you know, because your phone can be something that can be used for great stuff like, you know, the Bible for listening to preachings, all this stuff. But we will obviously get um, distracted and the enemy is going to use that against us. So, yeah, yeah, you know, I was going to say, guys, I think I think just to uh, I think to just wrap up the, the, the podcast that, that we're talking about, because this is. This is just straight up, I think, uh, lack of discipline. I, I, I honestly believe this, and I think we all, <laughs> I think we all like this, right? Uh, not not just some people, but everybody likes uh, some some discipline. But what I was gonna tell you guys was this: that even even Paul, even Paul himself would say that you know God sent him this type of uh, you know like 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 bother, you know, this type of things so that he would never kind of feel greater than he is. And then First Corinthians nine twenty seven, he finishes this, and this is honestly, I wanna, I wanna do this, and I ask God, God help me. It says, but, but like a boxer, I'm watching, I'm watching, I'm not, I'm reading AMP. It says, but like a boxer, I strictly discipline my body, and make it my slave, so that after I have preached the gospel to others, I myself somehow be disqualified as unfit for service. And there's another, there's another, um, there's another version. In Spanish, it says, I, I punish my body. And and honestly, this whole thing of throwing your phone away, it's that. It's you punishing your body so you can tell your body, no, it's not this way, but it's that way. And and, and you might you might say, you know, like, it's so hard to punish your own body, right? Because it hurts, you know, like you and if you even if you guys read uh, in, in Corinthians, how how or I think it's Ephesians, how, you know, the woman should submit to the to, to the man and, and the church should submit to Christ. And then it, he tells the man, love your wife like you love your own body. Right. And, and then right here, he also says, but I, I punish my own body. Now, I'm not saying that you guys should hit your wives. Right. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying, like, how much love do you have to have your own body? Right. You're never going to grab a knife and stab your own leg. Right. Because your leg, you know, twitched out. You know, or or you're never you're never gonna hurt yourself because you know it's impossible. And yet here Paul says, "I discipline, I punish my body, so that I can so I can maintain it into the discipline that it must be." And what I love the most is that it, so I can make it my slave. So if you guys understand, who is he talking about? 
he's talking to he's talking about himself in a third person right he's talking about i'm gonna make my body my slave but you are your body no 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 and this is when it's uh, t- we're talking about the inner man and your spirit that your spirit must understand that it is its own self and that it that should be reigning over your soul and over your body so i think overall we should try to reach this make our body our slave and then our spirit is a slave to god by love right and that's and that's how we should end up uh fixing everything so we're not disqualified just like paul says here does anybody else have anything to say you have something to say perfect (laughs) very quickly because you were talking about like making our body our slave and um um i was thinking because i forget where i where i heard this but like um with like making our body our slave and like you said like punishing ourselves like with that kind of stuff like I saw this thing where it was like not to give into our flesh and to like help ourselves like have self-control even in like small like physical things it's like for example like if I'm if I'm like eating and I'm like okay like I kind of want another plate but should I have another plate like you know that like that kind of stuff or like if I'm eating like desserts like for example like ice cream and I eat like three bowls and you want another one you're like but should I even in small things that like that that seem like so stupid it's like Helps. yeah it helps like to train your like flesh be like okay i want this i want this even if it's something small right and Bill be like no i'm not gonna have it you know mm-hmm. and like i so i see like um when i think of discipline like it says like a boxer I, th- I see like stuff like bodybuilders and like let's say taking like ice baths or like they're like eating like they're supposed to like so strictly like they're weighing their stuff so they're like dang that takes discipline like even in like when like you want to we don't want to wake up in the morning and it's already like 12 p.m. And you're like oh but I'll just stay in bed and like be on Instagram like even like that's why like laziness and all this stuff is like seen as a bad thing in the Bible because we're not supposed to give into these like wants and things that we our desires you know mm-hmm. so even in the small things you know waking up early like this is like discipline you know disciplining our bodies to be how how um like to have self control so that's what I want that sorry that's okay. <laughs> don't say sorry you know I, I was reading God's word and it says rather I toughen up my body with punches no. that's so imagine punching yourself that is so crazy <laughs> right <laughs> you know you're just like oh you know I want this ah black eye who gave it to you myself you know I, I'm making this a little bit of a joke just just so we can understand but you know it, it is serious you know we have to make our body our slave but guys thank you guys for uh, joining us once more time uh, thank you guys for you know, staying with us 30 minutes and guys, we bless you and we hope, um, you know, to give you some type of, uh, you know, hope in your lust because we all, you know, we all go through it and we all fight it continually. And in second Timothy, um, Paul tells Timothy, run away from your youthful passions. So if you can't fight them, run away, run away as fast as you can. And I promise it'll be better. God bless you guys. Take care. I'll see you guys next week.